Here's the place where to be industry. This train is carrying jobs out of Cleveland. Cleveland leads the nation in drifters. Here's a statue of Moses Cleveland. He's the guy who invented Cleveland. Yeah! All right, so now we can actually make a podcast out of this. Um, welcome to everybody, and thanks for joining us for our Major League Watch Party. Um, we'll do a quick round of intros so that everybody knows whose voice is whose, and um, then we'll get everybody synced up and get this going. So um, I'm Paul Noonan. I write for Acme Packing Company with a few people on here, and I do the Milwaukee Tailgate podcast with a few other people on here. Um, so we'll just go in the order I'm seeing them. Um, Ryan, why don't you intro yourself first? Yeah, I'm Ryan Top, and I am one of the original members of the Milwaukee's Tailgate and stayed with to the new crew that we just got going. So, <laughs> And next to him, I actually have John, who just joined. Yeah, I'm Jonathan Barnett. I'm with Acme Packing, and uh, I also have a podcast, uh, uh, Scotty Johnny. We cover just general Wisconsin sports. Yep, and um, un- under him, I actually have um, the managing editor of Acme Packing Company, who's waving. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Tex Western. Um, yeah, that's all I got. All right, and uh, that, that and my that and my great Milwaukee County Stadium T-shirt. Yep. Last but not least, the man who can tell us the quality of the Mexican leagues where Jake Taylor's playing. Uh, and I'm saving it. I'm holding it in. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to reveal it until we get to that point in the movie when we're really talking about the, the deep scouting that they have to do to put this roster together. Uh, I'm Brad Ford. I am a member of Milwaukee Tailgate 2.0, the better .0. And I also write for Brew Crew Ball, doing mostly Milwaukee Brewers prospects. All right. Um, thank you all for joining us. And so um, you should have your movie paused with a giant statue of a guy with Paramount Pictures Presents in large letters over it, which is the very beginning of the movie. It is 21 seconds into my stream, if that helps you. Um, and let's all kick it off, people on with me too, in five, four, three, two, one, and play. All right. So, the reason we're doing this movie in the first place is it is almost entirely filmed in Milwaukee and not Cleveland, even though it's about the Cleveland Indians. Um, <clears throat> it was a big, huge, hairy deal when it was in Milwaukee. Like, um, they had, I know everybody. Milwaukeeans turn out you know, like for anything that they're asked to turn out for, but it's hard to get 12,000 extras to turn out for anything, which they did in, in droves. Um, that was a statue of Moses Cleveland, by the way. Um, and I hope it was in Milwaukee. Uh, it was a huge deal in Milwaukee, just a giant deal. Um, so uh, that was Moses Cleveland. It's funny, um, I think of Cleveland as maybe being named after... Um, president cleveland or perhaps being just you know a cleave in the land where the river happened to hit the great lakes not the case it was founded um in 1796 by that guy um he didn't like it and went back to connecticut where he was from (laughs) which is sort of cleveland in a nutshell um cleveland's population did not exceed 150 people until 19 or until 1820 um which is 30 years after its founding so um it's always kind of been cleveland to a large extent it was also acquired in the typical way that uh land was acquired back then swindling the natives who live there backed up by force so good times for everybody um this is randy newman singing the theme song randy newman is now known mostly for treacly garbage in toy story but he was actually kind of a subversive um songwriter through a lot of his early days his most famous songs probably short people got nothing to live for which is great 
Um, this song's pretty subversive because it compares the Indians being able to win games to the same odds as the river starting on fire, which, you know, <laughs> that's a fun comparison. That's a... Can, can we quick shout out a, a caricature of Vince Lombardi in one of those newspapers? Was it really? Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> There's also great, Randy Newman did a very good uh, musical, which um, is subversive. It's a uh, modern retelling of Faust has a, uh, quite an, an amazing cast like james taylor plays god wow that's good casting Elton john has a single song cameo where he shows up as an english angel yep oh wow randy newman is kind of a songwriter songwriter to some extent i know musicians often like him especially his um his lyricism he's got a bunch of awards for various things like, not an egot yep. guy but he's got uh, across the scope of what you can win for and yeah and then he got grabbed by disney's evil clutches yeah, and he made that's it. how oh, there's work, a, that's said. a milwaukee shot yeah <laughs> they already they were already working and even in this beginning the uh the shot of the home bridge there indeed they did but now we're back so this is actually cleveland municipal stadium so my dad uh was telling me about a game he saw there in like some of the really really bad days like 87 88 he was on a business trip and he said the announced attendance was like 900 and he said there weren't that many people there jeez <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like was, you could you could sit there and count one by one. It was picked for a reason. Um, <laughs> uh, it may seem kind of implausible that like a trophy wife inherited a team, but um, it's not uncommon in the history of sports for you know su- semi competent relatives to inherit teams from people. I mean, the Bears are still owned by the Halluses, for goodness sake. So, um, it, Lions and the Fords. Lions and the Fords, same thing. Same yeah. Um, so totally possible, um, somewhat plausible. Um, <laughs> this is... Wasn't this based on a specific person? Wasn't that in your, your notes? Like this was based on Georgia Frontieri, right? I, I was not in my notes, but if... You... <laughs> oh, I, I ran across that someplace else then. Right? Okay, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's you bringing this. this to... is... Yeah, okay. So yeah, Georgia Frontieri, who was the person who moved the Rams from L.A. to St. Louis. And then they sold them. Oh, and okay. I, yeah. Well, that sounds... But yeah, that's who this was kind of based on. Sounds about right. Um, that's <laughs> Rachel Phelps is played by Margaret Whitten in this, who's not in really anything else. Um, she's in a terrible football movie called The Best of Times with Robin Williams and Kurt Russell that I saw during a Brewer rain delay on uh, Channel 18 in Milwaukee. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's terrible. But we just missed the first appearance of the janitor from Scrubs, who has a, a good arc in this movie. He is a grounds crew, um, or uh, he's a like a dock worker a blue collar guy and he shows up in tons of scenes so his name's neil wyatt he's all over and this that thing. uh that diner was what that was that was kind of in here Th- too, that's right? elliot's um, diner um a place i used to go to when i was a kid the first place i had french onion soup um and uh yeah in one of the many milwaukee locations in this movie that no longer exist in any form at all um it has been gone for a long time it was so good. one of my favorite lines early on in the movie is the, uh, the this guy here is dead. And I've always wondered how how he died. You know, was he just a guy that they that was it a typo that they just accidentally left on some guy who was 80 years old and died of old age? Or, you know, did somebody die in a in a freak, you know, Lake Erie dock accident That's or, or what point. happened there? I prefer to always think about like Homer since or like uh, Mr. Burns and Homer at the bat or You're right, <laughs> like he's going through. For 109 years. That's a... <laughs> but he says it with such disdain that it seems like it would have been a high profile death that everybody should know about. <laughs> well, a few years after this, Cleveland actually had a couple of 
minor league or I think on the verge of major leagues or even in the major league pitchers died during spring training in Haven, Florida, which was very near my grandmother's place down there. And we were in town when it happened. So it was just front page news, huge, huge deal when all that happened. Wow. It was a few years after this. That was like 93. But it was was a boating accident. It was a couple of good young pitchers, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I'm trying to remember the names off that, but I, I do remember that happening. Uh, here's our intro to Jake down in Mexico. <laughs> so I always thought with a sombrero on his head was Bill Murray. Like this, when he starts speaking, he sounds like Bill Murray. He is does. Like when he says Tolbert, he sounds like Bill Murray, right? <laughs> to the extent this movie has a protagonist, it's probably Jake, but. Um, it's one. Of, it's a weird movie just because I feel like all the characters who intended to be minor just steal so many scenes that it just turned itself into an ensemble, um, <laughs> it, and just totally swamps the Jake Taylor and a Russo plot. Oh, there's a chicken in this room. That's good. This is one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the guy had the other line about white walls. Yeah, uh, who's buying white walls in 1989? Like that's fantastic. I love Lou's dedication. Um, all right. I had white walls in 2008, thank you. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They gave me the option. Apparently it was like one side was black, one side was white wall. And I was like, give me the white walls on my 1988 Pontiac 6000. <laughs> it's also interesting because they established that he has managed the, the mud hens in AAA for the last 30 years. So yeah. you'd think that he could make at least a halfway decent living and he wouldn't would. have to work at a tire shop. Yep. By the way, that so was... Aside from- that was the, the county Durham the county lockup is where he was that was in Milwaukee shot just so everybody knows that was the actual Milwaukee County jail um. <laughs> so aside from the Durham Bulls are the Toledo Mudhens like the most talked about minor league team in popular culture because Max Klinger on MASH is a huge yes. Mudheads fan and always wears the hat and the jersey um, yeah it's gotta be and it's also just like a funny name so yeah I think it probably is like other than the, the St. Paul Saints just because of their owner and their shtick but yeah, I think in pop culture it probably Old is. Old Milwaukee beer. <laughs> Tecate shirt. <laughs> That's awesome. I never noticed he had a Tecate shirt on before. By the way, there, there's a lot of Milwaukee random product placement in this movie on t-shirts too. Like quad graphics is all over it. Uh, here's Dennis Haysbert. Um, <laughs> a lot of people's like first appearances are in this. Like Wesley Snipes was kind of an unknown. Renee Russo was kind of an unknown. Dennis Haysbert certainly too. Um, and didn't really become famous famous for like 20 more years um, on 24 as the president and now your all-state pitchman. I love how Doran parks across line so that nobody can park next to him. <laughs> also fantastic. With his Bring his golf clubs into the... Uh, <laughs> can you bring them in every year? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I don't know why. I do like the, the coaching staff and Charlie Donovan do understand that he's bad at fielding. Because I feel like it was like <laughs> not always the focus of people at the time. So <laughs> it's quite the hood ornament on uh, on Hayes's car here. Massive man spreading going on there by the, uh, the man- <laughs> general man. <laughs> so I mean, this is equi- the equivalent of like a kid walking onto a, a football team as a freshman in college, right? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm. The whole idea of this just blows my mind. I think if she wasn't trying to actively tank, yeah, it's not plausible. But the fact that there's so many yeah. no-name guys there, like, 
like Charlie Sheen's character, like Rick Vaughn is, you know, out of jail Wait, there. Well. Yep. And white walls, everybody. <laughs> but even as a kid, it bothered it's me. It's a good that, point. Like, <laughs> if you were truly trying to tank, why would you get people that had talent? Like, these guys are talented. They're just very raw and, like, underdeveloped and have made... Right, like, like you could have just gotten anyone out of, out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. Or, like, she did put some work into her bad roster that probably wasn't warranted. Like, why not just bring up a bunch of double-A and single-A guys that you know to be bad? Right. It's more like when they build the scab roster and the replacements than anything else. Like, ah, maybe these just very talented but very raw guys will come together to win. Just have an open uh, just tryouts and then just sign whatever drunk Cleveland guy shows up. I mean, that guy's in every city, not just because it's Cleveland, but that's where it's set. Because it could be drunk people. This guy just walked in from the exit door twice. (laughs) (laughs) He just walked in again. By the way, my son and I on MLB the show this year, we made a guy who has the uh, wild thing haircut because that's one of the options and it's fantastic. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Brewer minor leaguer Braden Webb is trying to go back to the wild thing haircut. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, Tex, do you have Twitch up by any chance? I do. Is it working okay? Mine's a bit glitchy, but I think it's just my internet. Mm. It's a little funny. All right, I might, I might just stop it. Yeah, it looks real like quick. looks like it's hung a little bit. All right, thank you. So, like, signing Rick Vaughn is like more or less the, from a penal league is basically like signing that guy who threw ninety six in like the pitching machine at Oakland Stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> or, or, yeah. or the plot of. Um, rookie of the year is it um with henry road oh, hey. the kid yeah the kid yeah <laughs> All right, I'm redoing the stream here if anybody had it clip out sorry about that um <laughs> oh look at those shorts <laughs> <laughs> no so in is this accurate in like 1988 89 that guys would have been doing this for spring training because this certainly is like totally I imagine now. they do keep like rookies all in like a contained location, but I cannot imagine it's a military bunk bed scenario. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like barracks. <laughs> Ooh, sixty yard dash time. I love. I love it's a really love, good love. thing that Hayes ended up picking the top bunk too. It really is. <laughs> yeah, convenient. No yeah. doubts allowed. Through not only being carried out but being in sunlight for several hours at this point. <laughs> I do love how everybody... Next to people clapping. People are clapping. Yeah. Like, go guys, you're fast. Go for it. So much clapping. So, Yay, fast boys. Apparently, Wesley Snipes was actually one of the worst athletes of all the actors there, so they had to do way more like cutting around him than they did everybody else, even though he's supposed to be super fast. And you can kind of see it like when he's doing base stealing and things like that, that he's not quite... He's not really as good as some of the other guys. Well, even like his running form here, like... The Isn't hunching it? in the neck wasn't yeah. too great. I mean, Sheen is like a legit athlete, right? Yeah, Sheen was one of the better athletes in this. Who he had legit stuff on his fastball. I mean, for a normal person, he yeah, took... he had like high school pitching experience. They all commended him on that for like him actually having decent form compared yeah, he... to Hollywood pitchers. He looks pretty good. Um, he took a bunch of steroids during the filming of this movie, which he claims made him rage out a bunch. Um, How 
dare you say that Charlie Sheen would do drugs? <laughs> and at least they were performance enhancing. <laughs> Cocaine it, it enhances a type of performance. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> Why does every, nice syrup shot. every, every are so good. major league plot has to focus around a catcher who can't field right? I mean, okay, but in this one, he's just old. This Major League, yeah, Major versus... League Two has the complete ripoff. So. Yeah, Major League Two has great value catcher who uh, is obsessed with lingerie. <laughs> so the coaching in this is so bad. All the things that they tell people—that's <laughs> true. Just, it's it's terrible, and it's also very much in keeping with like uh, people have talked about this now, like. For years, people have been told, yeah, you want to swing down on the ball, put the ball in play, on the ground, whatever. That's been, like, accepted wisdom. And it basically just goes back to the dead ball era in, like, the 19-teens of that was the way to play baseball back then. And it hasn't made sense for, like, 100 years, but that was just sort of the accepted wisdom of it forever. In fairness, though, Hayes is terrible. And maybe it it is good (laughs) advice for him. Um, I wouldn't single one of those push-ups. He doesn't go all the way up. They don't count. I mean, if you think about it, he's probably been playing an indie ball because he's not an affiliated ball. We know that much, at least. And um, so his hit tool is going to be suspect. Um, you know, you got like Terrence Gore here, right? That's what he is. So he probably should just be bunting and hitting it on the ground because he's not going to hit line drives. He's, he's, he's bad. I'm just <laughs> saying he's not even that ripped. Do roids better. <laughs> Lou Brown, by the way, is played by James Gammon, who plays the same character in everything he's in which you probably know just Wait. by watching him are you paul yep all he needs is glasses is he you <laughs> <laughs> pretty much uh, i just love that the coaching is like let's overwork their muscles to potential injury <laughs> i love it later on when Cor- when uh, doran's like just covered in bruises from taking defense. but now the army barracks makes sense yeah that's true <laughs> physically yeah for whatever to be fair that that was that was a really embarrassing effort on that ground ball it was Doran. pretty bad um so <laughs> serrano is just cory hart right that's <laughs> cory hart pre-lasic <laughs> cory hart pre-lasic <laughs> so wait is Corey Hart yeah, yeah, like a combination no. of Serrano and Rick Vaughn then oh he is <laughs> he's the combo he... yeah <laughs> it reminds me of J.J. Hardy because J.J. Uh, Hardy every time he'd get up they would just say he's a great fastball hitter and that's like the only compliment they could give to his hitting was <laughs> man if there's a fastball he'll yeah, do he'll good yep <laughs> this is probably one of, one of the best parts in the movie here Absolutely. <laughs> now that's coaching. You don't you don't get that anymore. <laughs> There's just some player rep in the stands just <laughs> calling up their lawyers. <laughs> like, hold on, guys. Say, nowadays, that would end up in a lawsuit. Yeah, and Doran would absolutely have that in his contract and know about you, it. Too. You'd have the other Bill, uh, oh, yeah. Billy Bean come down there, have to talk to you about acceptance. And <laughs> <laughs> so, does anybody know if they actually cut? cut people in spring training in some form of the red tag system like is that no because they're all on like minor league contracts it's not roster or not roster it's not go home or no they just like bring you to the office they say like hey we think you can it's time for you to go to minor league tramp because you need to work on this and this thanks for your work by the way one of the best parts of this is that for batting practice eddie was throwing um spitballs and 
gunk gunk balls. That's dedication to the bit that you're doing. Like, basically, it's a building days of, uh, of spring training. Yeah, it probably does take practice to get used to throwing with crap on the ball, so I suppose it makes sense. But... Just the vagisil on the hip. How does he get there? Yeah, his shirt's tucked in. That doesn't work. Uh, the, 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 wipe your the nose. Wash your ball. hands. Yeah. The, Wash the, your hands for 20 idea, seconds. Yeah. The, I, love, I love the jalapeno. It's so good. Um, <laughs> so Eddie's played by Chelsea Ross, and he is in a ton of stuff. Um, most recently, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the Coen Brothers movie that's on Netflix as a fur trapper. Um, he is one of the better athletes in this. He was a three-sport athlete in high school, and he, uh, he was in the Air Force. Um, he did a tour in Nam, and his dad was also an Air Force guy. So um, he looks like a you know a schlub in this who's washed up, and you know that's what he's supposed to. But he could actually like run and throw pretty well when he wasn't acting. Hmm. Uh, this so, is. I mean, not the, the first time I to, saw this movie, I was yeah. probably ten years old. And Joe Boo was like the thing that made it. For and now looking back on it, it's like, ooh, that's not great. It's yeah. not. Great. Meanwhile, at ten, uh, what's the Japanese character in uh in two? Two. That's also right. not great. Even, even at ten, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I totally did that. Yeah. There's that a one, couple the things. I, I was like, what? There's a couple things in this one that still get you to wince a little bit. Um, just so everybody knows, Jobu's not real. He's he's a made-up religious figure. No! Um, and, yeah, this is... Are you saying Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? It's still one Which, of the best lines. It is one of the best lines of this whole thing. It's just, you you, know, you can have a, a, a good and funny Cuban defector story, I think, without having to go to this well, so... Um, but whatever it was, the eighties were a very different time. <laughs> very, very, very different time. Yeah. I mean, at this time we're making a bunch of romance movies, like pretty in pink, where every time an Asian character appears on the screen, we hear a gong. That's true. That is, is true. true. Yeah. John Hughes was not the most sensitive of yep. people when it came to that stuff. And by the way, David Ward, who wrote and directed this movie, he also is a co-writer on Sleepless in Seattle, which explains the entire romantic subplot. Also wrote The Sting, which was an awesome movie that won an Oscar. So um, There are a lot of people in stands for batting practice in spring training. Yeah. Especially for a team that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when you don't have one star, it's not like you're waiting for an autograph. <laughs> Why do most of those ball marks look like bird crap? <laughs> knocking the skin right off the ball i guess <laughs> how much resin, resin you putting on your hands like snake <laughs> snake charming is like a southern evangelical thing what are they even doing it's ridiculous uh, anybody yeah i mean Come this on. doesn't make a lot of coherent sense it's just like whatever <laughs> <laughs> the garter snake though <laughs> I suppose that's why it's in there for that part. Where, where did yeah. Serrano keep the snake during spring training? His pants. Wink. Uh, <laughs> who knows? I'm so sorry. I'll in leave. his locker. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you're here, Brad. We've been watching this for this long, and that's what makes us win. None of those push-ups count, nope. by the way. None of them. Those no, bad form. Terrible. Oh. Derek Not Turnbow. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, he slid into the ball, though. That's interference. <laughs> also, what are we doing crashing into catchers in spring training? I mean, poor, poor Jake. <laughs> Just get out of the way. That's that's I mean, Cub, Rose that's, right there. I was gonna say that's the Cubs for you. Yeah. 
Oh, he's so slow. <laughs> how, I mean, no matter where he's been playing, how does he not know how far away the base is that he's that far? <laughs> I mean, I've like... never split into second before. I was like, I've never missed second base. I don't know. So, wait. That's definitely, that's definitely an endorsement hat with the with Nike Dorn, hat on Dorn, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Has to be. Hilarious. Yeah. Is the coach in the hospital in two for the entire season that long recovering from a heart attack? Uh, yeah, it's a yeah. long time. It's very long. It's a long time. I don't think it's the whole season, though. I think it's it's during the season because he's obviously having the the big speech when it happens. Right. But I feel like it's like the three quarter mark. It's in like May. I want to see a movie about Gentry. Like we'll do a whole <laughs> like Gentry story. <laughs> I agree with you on that. It would be fascinating. I want I want a story about <laughs> all the guys who aren't focused on in this movie, um, especially just like the snake. The, just follow the snake for a day. Yeah, no. Like they never. <laughs> I want to know if Tom Linson ever got his visa. <laughs> <laughs> and who's like the first baseman? You know, he should be one of oh, the best no. hitters on yeah. the team. Um, but and suddenly opened uh, X-ray. <laughs> I'm like three seconds behind. Oh no. <laughs> Very dramatic. And of the things that have changed since the '80s, how is the the Cleveland logo just not completely? I was just gonna say. So they've <laughs> they've gone back and forth on Chief Wahoo so many times to almost getting rid of it and then like bringing it back for retro right. purposes. They stopped like selling merch with him on it. Yeah, but yes. then like only in the stadium. Uh, there's so, some, so, there's somebody some, put that up on Twitter or something like of the four best logos in sports it's like you you have to be kidding right and they got very mad at me <laughs> it's it's a bad logo they have to do something with it every year to keep the copyright active or something uh, they, they want that copyright like, like yeah continue. i think they put them well, on the sleeve of the, of the uh, retro jerseys yeah that's a that's a whole ip law thing yeah that makes sense actually and if to maintain the trademarks they should be better about their messaging around it though like if i were them i would at least say like we're keeping this so that a bunch of idiots can't make jerseys with it on there because they would yep remember that famous photo from opening day a few years ago with the native american protester having uh some guy white guy in full headdress and face paint wagging his finger in his face i do that was quite the, quite the thing. Yeah, I think I'm the only person who lives in Ohio here. So um, I have I'm some sorry. friends who are, yeah, who are on, <laughs> on both sides of that debate. A couple who are very, uh, yeah, just, just let it fade away into the ether. And a couple that are very angry that, uh, that they have been phasing it out <laughs> gradually over the years. It's so funny that this is what, even for a bad team... <laughs> that they imagine this is what their locker room looks like. <laughs> it's pretty rough. <laughs> so this is, by the way, this is Nicolay High School's locker room. Um, <laughs> if you're wondering, where... I'm pretty sure it's Nicolay High School's. Wait, locker I thought Nicolay's High School like locker room. It's like a, I thought Nicolay's High School locker, locker room. Is the, uh, the oh, is that the, is that the major league one? I, yeah. Sure oh, shoot. Yeah, it's the major league locker room. Oh, yeah, God. Nicolet has like a pro locker room. I guess, I don't, maybe. It's terrifying. They do mention the county lockup in the same sentence as Nicolet. Um, so maybe that's what that is. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's a prison locker room. <laughs> looks like wow, a prison I've watched this room. so many times on uh, on cable. 
where they edit that out that I did not realize. <laughs> Should I drop in random x-ray facts that I get from Amazon? <laughs> Charlie Sheen was deemed too young for the role in Top Gun, oh, so he took the lead role in Hot Shots. The janitor, the janitor again. Yep. Oh, yeah? There you go. Dr. Yan Yitor. <laughs> so, fun, fun story. We named a uh, intramural broomball team in college uh, Yan Yitor's janitorial staff after <laughs> his, uh, Scrubs character. <laughs> So this is the first instance of Jack Taylor breaking into a building he's not supposed to be in. <laughs> which happens throughout the movie regularly. Uh, this one the is, UKCI or, in the corner. I saw it too, yep. This one, oh yeah, I love the KTI I mentioned. This one made funnier by the fact that other people broke in with him um, and make fun of him. I, I missed the speaker tower. Oh, the teepee in the stands. I missed the speaker tower out in the outfield. Like, How can we make it louder in the stadium? Let's just build this enormous <laughs> speaker tower. So what did uh, they do with Bernie Chalet during that? How do you make a chalet disappear? I think this was in the days of no chalet. Yes, but prior to that. Mm -hmm. All right, so I'm young enough to not know there were times before a chalet. No, the chalet is (laughs) definitely here for this movie. Absolutely. They they covered it up or shot around it. Um, I I can assure you in 1989, Bernie Chalet was there. Okay. Speaking of Bernie's Chalet, I'm drinking a lakefront beer right now. This restaurant is Gritz's Pizzazz. um, Oh, me too. Which does not exist anymore. Um, The most implausible thing that happens here is that they allegedly wouldn't let someone from Milwaukee into a restaurant without a jacket. Um, (laughs) There are are no restaurants in Milwaukee where that is the case as far as I know. I don't know. If you go to Bayshore, maybe. As far as you know. Especially if you're a famous baseball player. Uh, Flipping the menu over is one of my favorite subtle jokes <laughs> in here. <laughs> uh, and it's French. Uh, this is also our first instance in the movie of Jake being sort of a creepy stalker. So, um, where it all kicks off. All, Se- all Sleepless in Seattle style things are like that, though. So, it's, what is he drinking? How far behind you am I? <laughs> Those are very. Like they just toasted for the second time. Yeah. Yeah, just, not that far. Those are weird okay. champagne glasses or weird wine glasses. One of the two. Uh, they're just bad glasses. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> there. He sees the girl. I just saw him see the girl. Yep. All right. I'm on. <laughs> Glad you're caught up. Watching Vaughn squint over there is pretty fun, too. <laughs> yeah, does, the, does she know that is one of my favorite lines. In the- <laughs> it's like girlfriend. It's a weird thing to say, like, my wife, when you were never married to her and are broken up. Like, that's creepy. It's strange. Jake's weird. It makes me think of the John Mulaney bit about my wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, More like, my wife. Get it? <laughs> get it? My wife? We, we get it. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's a good bit. Again. Maybe I'll get it better. <laughs> So, according to X-Ray, this restaurant is currently uh, a Baptist church. Yep. Yeah. I saw that too. That's right. Thanks for the X-Ray read. But yeah, that's true. It's been gone for quite a long time. It used to be owned by a like rich restaurateur named Dennis Gratzmacher, who parked his Excalibur car oh. outside all the time. A car that no longer exists outside of a restaurant that no longer exists. 
Excaliburs are cool, though, if you ever find one that works. See, so, like, in uh, an extreme veteran of the major leagues playing in the Mexican League to make better money than he would in minor league ball really isn't the most unheard of thing. It's just uncommon in the 80s. Oh, yeah, totally true. Um, I mean, he could have gone to Japan, too. Yeah. I mean, generally, when you're looking at the veterans in the Mexican League, you're looking at Hispanic players, but... Yeah, you probably get some crossover. I do think it's weird that he fell so far. Um, there's probably a better Jake story there, because he was allegedly an all-star with Boston a few years ago. And, you know, catchers, um, especially in the 80s, before metrics were good, like, they played forever. I, I mean, like... if Bill Schroeder could be a catcher right now in this... <laughs> Cannon, come on! Yeah, exactly. Like, well, and and Taylor was with the Indians two years ago. They established that pretty early on too. So, what happened in those those a, previous two years? That's a good point. Like, he must have burned some bridges or something. So we need the major league prequel. <laughs> All right. So this is Nicolay High School's locker room. Okay. This is Nicolay High School. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. should see the pictures it's of nice. uh, what is it, Arrowhead right now? <laughs> oh, jeez. Good job, Nicolay. Wisconsin High School locker rooms are way better than they ever have any reason to be. Oh, by area, depending where some, you are. Some of them. Oh, yeah. Area. You, uh, the rich suburban ones. Yeah. Of course, when we, my, my high school, I helped coach uh, goes co- playing in Kimberly. They still put us in like a hallway in their <laughs> middle school. They're like, you get that. We'll just lock the doors for you. Don't worry. We're like, what? What? <laughs> my high school didn't even have a sports team because it was about a bunch of nerds our mascot was a walnut <laughs> that's a story that's, that's amazing it was named after a Thoreau book that's so good that uh, wins that's a good haircut there <laughs> that is the 80s haircut yeah looking like Rob Deere in the background yeah by the way, good, good job by for, by us uh, going this far without mentioning that Corbin Burnson is in this movie and that Corbin Burns is on the Brewers. <laughs> and that Cor- Corbin Burns' son is older than Corbin Burns. <laughs> oh, hey <laughs> A lot of the side characters in this are L.A. Law side characters, too, which is why Corbin Burns was famous at the time. Um, and most of the lesser actors had cameos on it at some point. So everybody cycled through L.A. Law at some point. Yeah, I love that when he asks if we can have a prayer, they act like it's the person asking if they can get homework. Before. <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh, Harris is basically in every sports movie from like nineteen what, like eighty six. When did Hoosiers come out? Like 86, 87, somewhere in there. Yep. To uh, to this one, like he's in every single sports movie. Because I think well, he was in... a minor role in uh, in Bull Durham, right? Uh, yeah. He ends up uh, he ends up being playing Dan Devine and Rudy too. Yep. Here we go. Oh, yep. There we are. Uh, the Bob... reason we're all here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bob Uecker playing Bob Uecker and probably not even <laughs> any exaggeration at all. He's just playing the Bob Uecker you don't get to see. Yep. <laughs> okay, I never noticed that before that he takes a little bit of the Jack Daniels. Oh. Oh. 
not scripted. It says it's on the IMDb trivia says that was a thing he improvised on the spot. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, he got into the booth and he was like, you know, what would be funny is if I had a bottle of Jack Daniels next to me the whole time and then drank and nobody Jack Daniels. <laughs> the X-ray general trivia. Uh, the movie depicts a sparse crowd, but there were generally sellouts even for opening day. <laughs> oh, even for. Even for. <laughs> so who's who's pitching the opener for Cleveland here? The only thing we like who's I assume it's, it's not Harris. Harris. It's not Harris. Well, who's their number one? Rafael Roque? I, I don't know. Um... <laughs> he was wearing number 40. That's all I got. All right. I got to look this up later or maybe now. You guys seen the, there's a, I can't remember where I read it. They had a whole big thing about the, the last inning in the game, how it's completely impossible based on how their, their lineup goes. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Oh, <laughs> it was in the show oh yeah. We'll get there. Yep. We will get there. I just love like the lineup has all these people that we don't know about everywhere. <laughs> oh, that one's going to review. <laughs> totally going to review. So, first baseman, obviously Pete Vukovic, former Brewer pitcher, Cy Young Award winner, Clue Haywood, in this guy movie. who still regularly comes through the tailgate. <laughs> um, this must. He used to be one of their announcers, um, and now I can't distinguish his voice from Bill Strader. They sound exactly the same to me. I feel like. <laughs> Bill Strader's been slowly turning into Pete Vukovic over the last two decades. <laughs> if they do a, a major league remake, Rock will totally be the first baseman in it. We'll need to get a little just for men to do that, though. Oh, you can't lead that far against a lefty. <laughs> oh, dirty That's trick, just... Pete. No, no. Bad job all around. <laughs> <laughs> uh the entire booth of jerk off motions. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, Dorn spiking was, a ground ball. So Dorn was playing really close to the third baseline there. I don't know. Yeah. Positioning. Think of that too. Maybe Lou Brown shifting. Who knows? <laughs> Lou Brown. Oh God, that's forward so thinking bad. major league manager. Yeah. Terrible swing. He's way out over his leg. There's no power in that swing. <laughs> <laughs> the number the, of cups he has. The progress is great. Can we talk about his uh, jacket with those, the plaid jacket with a striped shirt too? That's a that's an interesting <laughs> on, choice. On camera too, where they tell you to wear <laughs> black colors. <laughs> I assume Yuker's just wearing whatever came out of his closet that day. Like, <laughs> no, this is what they wear at Mister Belvedere. <laughs> and I've seen Mister Belvedere naked. <laughs> Easily one of the best Futurama episodes. It is. It's great. <laughs> By the way, Bob Euchre did improvise just a bit outside. That was uh, not written. That was not scripted. His who, call. Who is writing his lines anyhow? Like, let him go. It'd be the best thing you could do. Um, actually, I never noticed that there's just an old lady crunched there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of their moms. She drove him to the game. She, oh. She's in every one of those scenes, too. No, I have never too. noticed her. I've been so concentrated on the guy standing. <laughs> Imagine trying to bring a needlepoint to a game now. Uh, needlepoint is in the game. Uh, what about the stitch uh, bobbleheads? Vukovic with a nice swing. So that, that was a nice that, swing, yeah. The Vukovic line was improvised by him, too. They was. just told him to say something that, like, trash talk, you know, huh. some trash talk you'd use. And the how's your wife and my kids? Line yep. Was him. That is a Vukovic original. 
Uh, Clue Haywood was based on former Yankee sketcher Thurman Munson. Oh, <laughs> oh I could see that. that. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thank you, X-Ray. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I do enjoy the too high debate too, though. There is a com- <laughs> yeah. There's a commercial for Major League that uh, was cut out of the movie footage, um, where they're in a bar afterwards, uh, Taylor and uh, Vaughn, and Taylor tells him there's a lot of parks this w- that wouldn't have been out of, and Vaughn says name one, and Taylor says Yellowstone. <laughs> and then they do the electric slide to I will survive pretty much <laughs> Taylor with the nice veteran um, you know leadership here this is actually a very calm ref fight or ump fight yeah it is <laughs> whoa, whoa back off you showed a lot of heart shaking that off. <laughs> With all the steroids that uh, Charlie Sheen was taking, it, it didn't seem like he had to act very hard on this one. No. The crash grab I, isn't I think he just had to uh, act in his being more calm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about Euchre, and people who are younger than us may not necessarily even know this, he was on, so in the, the documentary that they did on MLB Network for him, he was on the Johnny Carson show like 130 plus times. Mm-hmm. And if you do the math on that, because he, he first started showing up on it in the early 70s, so like 1971, 1972, somewhere in there. And then Carson left the air in like 93. So if you think about it, in about 20 years, he was doing six plus appearances each and every year. And Carson had a deal where like if Euchre was in town for shooting Belvedere or because he was out on the West coast for the Brewers, like they would clear space just to have Euchre on because if he was Carson's favorite, like he just loved him. And the, the reason Doc Severinsen said that Carson loved him so much was he didn't give a shit. Like he wasn't, this wasn't his gig. He wasn't there to impress anybody or whatever. He was just there to have fun. And like it shone through and Johnny just absolutely adored him. Yep. And he's wearing a suit. Uh, that he wore in a 70s Tonight Show appearance in this movie. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, this is, by the way, instance number two of Jake being really creepy. Um, at least he didn't have to break in this time, but <laughs> you don't just show up at somebody's job. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know which library this is, do we? Ah. Uh, been to look it up, but it was not in the research. I don't think it's in Probably Nicolay High School. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it, it might not be a Milwaukee uh, one. I'm just saying, if my wife asked me to read Moby Dick and then broke up with me because of that, <laughs> and all the cheating, but... Yeah. Probably mostly the cheating. <laughs> <laughs> she does seem to care a lot about that, though. You're right. My wife asks me to read a ton of books, and I love reading, and I still don't read a ton of the books she asks me to read. <laughs> If you have that whole big thing about whales are really fish for just it's like I, I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> look it's Kill not even the best Hemingway book <laughs> that is true it is not <laughs> wait is that an oof and it's not even the best Hemingway book what is the best Hemingway book <laughs> there are a lot of people oh, yeah. in this library like this town loves reading. Cool. <laughs> <Melvin. That's... laughs> 
know. It's Milwaukee. We're actually hiding our drinking. <laughs> there were so many people. There were like 100 people. There were more people in the library than at the game. Tom Berenger considers Fresh and or Flesh and Blood as one of his best films. I have never heard of that movie. Uh, neither have I. <laughs> 1979. <laughs> Um, Charlie Donovan is played by a guy named Charles Cyphers, who's in every bad 80s show. Um, Dallas, Matlock, yeah. Airwolf, Night Court. Night Court's good, actually. Yeah. Uh, he was in He's Sun. actually one of the, one of the non-Charlie Sheen faces that is probably most recognizable. Probably in so. He's also in Gleaming the Cube, which is a fantastic movie that does not hold up at all. <laughs> Welcome to most 80s movies. It's actually really good. It's uh, Tony Hawk's first appearance in a movie. It has problematic sequences throughout. Like a gong when an Asian person appears? Uh, like a hundred of those. <laughs> yeah. So Every time I've seen this... this plane, was this just sitting in storage somewhere? Like all been paid? Oh, have you ever seen like the old airplanes in, uh, next to like Mitchell that just like sit on the side? Oh, I hear us reading off, reading off alert. Did yep. you do that in the uh, cable versions either? <laughs> nope. <clears throat> Every He's time I see that airplane, though, I think of Temple of Doom. It's totally <laughs> Temple of Doom. <laughs> so now they're playing in County Stadium for real, like actual County Stadium with the correct things on there, but they shot it in such a way that you couldn't see the background, so you wouldn't see the, the Cleveland yep. version of County Stadium. Uh, the Hall of Shame. Signing a matchbook. <laughs> <laughs> nice is, hair. <laughs> I miss those red candle holders. What's up with the? Oh yeah. Like, why is this basically a like maid outfit for the waitress? <laughs> I yeah. just noticed that. That's one I've never noticed before. I've never noticed that too. It looks like one of the German restaurants. That's my guess. That it's supposed to be like a dirt. Was that the swinging doors? I don't. Yeah, the the one I know is in here later is fourth base, but that one I don't know. Yeah, uh, the plane would fly above the lightning storm, not in the thunderstorm. Not that plane. Yeah, it was that uh, plane. Yeah, that's not going up that high. This <laughs> is the first time we've actually heard the uh, color guy speak. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. The, the taping, the taping of the prophets, classic. Classics illustrated. <laughs> <laughs> My dad tells me he used to do a lot of his classics reading in this format. It's our spark notes. <laughs> and there's a lot of them. A lot of those are public domains, so you can just make comics of them and not pay anybody. Cool, and no one will pay you for the comics. Yeah, that's how it works <laughs> out. Everybody wins. So yeah, who else did other baseball movies in this besides Sheen doing Eight Men Out? Yeah, Sheen's movie directly before this was Eight Men Out, so <laughs> two in a row. Oh, Haysbert was in uh, Mr. Baseball. He was the other American in Japan. That is correct. With... He was. Okay, ah. so this right here. This is Third Ward, right? This is Third Ward. I know yep. where oh, this yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly where this is. Yeah, I mean, you can see uh, the festival. Yeah, the you, old, I was uh, just going to say, oh, yeah. you could walk to Summerfest yep. from here. Yep. Yep. That is a hell oh, of a car. Oh, that car. That's yeah. amazing. Good car casting. <laughs> All right, here's uh, the second instance of Jake Taylor breaking into a building. 
He literally followed a woman into <laughs> He's he's very creepy. I think we might know why he got kicked out of the majors. <laughs> I mean, his first appearance is with a woman who just based on the living conditions he probably paid to be there sleeping on top of him. I mean, let's not act like Hayes is without fault here. He's the one who suggested he tailor home from the library. <laughs> That's true, but he's not That's listen. true. You're right, though. Yeah. Uh, we're not getting people. picked up teams for this. Here's Jake's, this. That was Jake's Courage beer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very forceful push of the button. This part is awesome. how, how does an elevator just take you into someone's apartment? <laughs> you apparently yeah. have not been hanging out with the correct people, Brad. Let me tell you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, no, no. It's I get that rich people might have an elevator that goes into their condo. How it just takes you there with no key that's, card, that's no funny. anything. Yeah, that's a good it's got to be some other thing that gets you up there other than your finger. You're right about like, that. And we're good. Like, how many people would accidentally hit 11 when they mean to hit 10 as they're drunkenly coming home that night and <laughs> just stumble into your house? <laughs> so here, this guy, clearly one of Cleveland's finest. Uh, Doing some white collar job in Cleveland, Ohio, in literal white collar job. Like still wearing the, a uh, shirt. Still wearing the a tie pink, at home. The pink shirt. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird to look at old movies where everybody's wearing suits and ties. You know, like proper attire. <laughs> I guess it isn't even that long ago. It was kind of like within my lifetime. Also, maybe. this is like a like... very small gathering to be dressed up for. I think. All right. Like, in the commercial for Major League. There was a scene in which Ricky Vaughn, Jake Taylor, Willie Hayes are in the restaurant and they are discussing a home run Ricky gave up to a batter. I told Jake you. Says, yeah. <laughs> but apparently they, yeah. I remember it from when it, it was just, on TV. Yeah. <laughs> who's, the actor who plays, who's the actor who plays her, her fiance here? He looks uh, really Richard familiar Pickering. to me. Richard Pickering. Has he done anything else that I should know? I feel like he he just looks really familiar. Or maybe it's just ah, the fact that I've seen this movie. Clicking on his name, everything pause. It's okay. I'll wait ten seconds. Uh, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, U.S. Marshals. He second season of ER. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he would have been corporate raider number three in every single eighties movie. <laughs> Like, yep, like, he's well cast there. And that, that old man's name is Arthur Holloway in the movie, but War Orm Orman. <laughs> they had a team. The woman in the purple dress is the most late eighties woman I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's that is uh like a stereotype. But then she's pretty thirsty here too, and she starts. Oh yeah! Firing how good? How good are you? <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> I make the league minimum. Oh, poor Jakey. Which right now is like six hundred. What was the league minimum in nineteen ninety nine? I was just wondering it that. It's going to be a lot lower than you think. I think it's going to be a thousand. I, I bet it's like eighty five thousand. That's my guess. Sixty eight. Sixty eight grand. Oof. Yeah. That makes sense. Even with inflation, that's still a kick in the pants. Considering what they're making now, especially. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy they're making what they're making now, because I'd rather the money go to the players than the billionaires. Well, the fiancé, he stopped acting in 2001 and then didn't have anything until 2014. 
big jump. I'm just going through on IMDb and just looking at all the names of the people who you don't know. And it's like, is this the original idea for Fraser Crane right here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is totally 80s yuppie stuff. Like this is, yeah, yeah, totally stereotypical. Yep. How did you not know you were walking into that one? Jeez. <laughs> Classic writing. What? <laughs> it's where we learn that they're elite level swimmers together. Isn't that cute? We loved each other because we were athletes. Then we realized that we had nothing else in common. Yep. <laughs> that apartment looks terrible. I love how every bougie like apartment or condo in the 80s had to have a classic composer playing in the background. <laughs> also, ferns, too. Lots of ferns. Yep. Hopefully public domain, so. <laughs> well, not that recording. That court recording was 1984 at the Met. So, did Nolan? <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> That's did Nolan Ryan have to get sent down to the minors because of lack of control? Is that a thing? I don't know. Did Nolan Ryan need glasses? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan Ryan also struck a crap ton of people out <laughs> i feel like this is not a true story he's about to tell and he gets saved from himself well let's uh take, check i mean i, I get well, past he did, like, in 1966 he was 19 he came up for three innings then he went down uh, until 68 well, and then he never went down <laughs> okay well I mean, that's just normal minor league progression <laughs> Yeah. No, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> the narrative. <laughs> I think he's just trying to get him to look in the corner. I mean, like he's just trying to make him look at something over there and see how he's reacting. God, if... that one six nine ERA in eighty one. <laughs> oh, because it was only one hundred forty nine innings. Because oh, that was the shortened year. Duh. Yep. So, how do you go to an optometrist? that has can make your lenses but that's the only frames that you can get I mean, no. this is a pre-lens crafters world paul yeah <laughs> that's bcgs as we called them in the army just the, the birth control glass the drew carey special yeah <laughs> cleveland. <laughs> cleveland rocks baby ohio the first theme song was better moon over parma mm-hmm so this was like my favorite part of this movie when I was ten. So it's bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he said, "Up your butt!" Ha ha ha. So it is kind of uh, it's weird that Jobu is is vengeful, but doesn't actually help you <laughs> because He's like me, he gets. It's also very I guess it's a. Uh, accurate depiction of religion. But... <laughs> like, why does, does Jobu look like he has blackface on, though? Why is he like a caricature? Of... Yep. He's like uh, Harpo Marx in blackface. No one put any thought into it. <laughs> it looks like if they were like, well, what would Baba Euchre look like in blackface? So then they like <laughs> were like, that's your god now, <laughs> Jobu. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good look from you. So is he like just that. drinking a Mai Tai? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh, oh, we missed it earlier. When when Rachel Phelps tells Charlie Donovan the plan for the season, that they're getting a 60,000-seat stadium in Miami, 
Um, that's, yeah. That is hilarious. Uh, oh, yeah, because Miami is renowned for filling its stadiums. <laughs> well, and the funny part, too, is that where they were coming from, Cleveland Municipal was, what, a 90,000-seat stadium? Yeah, it's like, It was huge, cavernous oh, place. Oh, I didn't know it was that big. Yeah, it was like the I, I knew that like older baseball stadiums, especially the cookie cutter stadiums, mm-hmm. were uh, pretty substantial attendance. So that was interesting. The, the subtitles just popped up showing that the organ was playing a song called The Old Gray Mare. The Old yep. Gray Mare. She ain't what she used to be. Ain't what she used to be. Yep, that's a song. Yep. For, In a couple of press yeah. box scenes, Harry Doyle is shown with cups bearing the Miller Lite beer during the 1980s, Bobby Eaker, who played Doyle, appeared in several commercials. For that's the worst fact ever. That is terrible. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. My uh, my Harry Doyle bobblehead is on my desk at work, which I cannot go re- could not go retrieve before this uh, due to the lockdown here in Ohio. Yeah, so. I keep thinking about how dead my plant is at work. <laughs> <laughs> Poor plants. So uh, I did ask John Judge to be on this, and he was too busy. But I did. I, I'm sad because I wanted to ask him if they could quantify um, catchers talking trash to hitters while they were hitting um, for this part here, because um, I bet it happens all the time, and I bet some hitters are <laughs> better and some are worse than at shaking off the insults and random distractions. Like this guy's clearly. See, all, I associated this scene with the Michael Jordan scene in Space Jam, where the pitcher, where the catcher's like fastball down the middle swing. <laughs> You figure the catcher's got to be talking all the time. Their mouths are always covered. They can say whatever they want, and yeah, no one on no TV one. knows it. Absolutely. So you just keep going. You, you have to figure it's happening all the time. Also, good job. So the guy team. who played Rexman died the... in 1993. Ooh. Ooh. Wow, way to bum this one out. By the way, his name was Roger Eunice. Poor Roger. Bad job by yeah. Taylor there, by the way. He threw his mask away too early. Um, you have to wait until <laughs> ball's closer before you do that so you don't trip over it. That's why you need those hockey style masks. I like how the guys had reflective shades on their, you know, and wearing the white coats and gloves behind yeah, them there. Indeed. <laughs> so uh, Lakeshore Drive. That looks like yep, uh, totally Lakeshore Drive. Right? Ways or Maze Hayes car there. Yeah. This isn't Whitefish Hay actually. Yeah. This house. So, so my wife thinks she found it. Uh, she was looking around oh, from nice. earlier, and she thinks she found the house. I'm not gonna put the address out there because that's being stalkery but we're fairly certain from the something sky, jake taylor would do it would, it would, yeah, it would be a jake taylor. <laughs> but it, we think we found it so and it is in whitefish bay oh really yeah. okay oh uh, white folks bay of course i i had some uh friends i went to uh, i was in choir with in college and they they one of them was from whitefish bay and said yeah this the house is down this way in that direction we're like oh all right they all know which one it is so this is um, the 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 woman who plays Suzanne Doran's name is Stacy Carroll. This is her only movie. Um, she plays she's in another movie called Sable where she plays woman victim quote unquote. That's it. Yikes. Um, she's not in anything else, so I don't know where she came from. But she's got a very major role in this. So um, yeah, pretty weird. She also looks like three different people depending on when you see her. True. This also. right now. <laughs> Looks yep. like the typical uh, wife of a athlete, and then when she ends up with Charlie Sheen, a lot she of those very are different. Old. And then she looks like the in the scene where she is uh, telling 
Roger about what happened, she looks like very like Lady Macbeth, like Machiavellian. <laughs> Which is a long way. My of wife saying, is drunk. She's pretty judging good me for the amount of beer I drink. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty serious line there. Dorn looks very unconcerned. I don't think it worked. Character <laughs> error. When Jake confronts Roger in his house after tanking the next to last play in the Oakland game, Jake says he didn't come up with the ball. Riker. Oh, it disappeared. This is going to be an amazing podcast. Um... One of the best things is when you watch movies like this, but you watch them on just like regular TV and they always have to tone down all the language. Yeah. I just love the weird euphemisms all the time. Or... Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. I, I do think... I mean, is... the, the, one, the one at the very end of this movie is the worst dubbed um, audio track oh, ever, I think. It really is. About Stranger in the Alps. Jan- Here's Janitor again. Yep, Janitor for third appearance. What is what is the dub? Strike this saint. guy out. <laughs> fella, I think. Strike this fella out, I think. Yeah, fella. Yep, that makes sense. I, I <laughs> luckily actually had this movie taped off HBO on a on a beta. Um <laughs> on a tape with Kremlins 2 and the Naked Gun. So <laughs> <laughs> watch that tape a lot. Appreciate uh, Lou Brown just not giving a shit here. <laughs> Pretty good. Weird decision to show up in the locker room right now, but whatever. White person talking, touching black man's hair holds true. Ooh, yeah. Not, not sure it's... Guys got a cup of coffee for some reason. It's just like <laughs> the worst part of this is like if any other major league owner would have learned that you can make a team successful by being this hard on all of them, they would have taken all their therapeutic equipment out league wide. <laughs> oh yeah, they would have spread. That's the ball. new money ball. Yep, the new money ball. <laughs> yeah, no hot tubs. <laughs> Whatever ice baths are better for you, anyway. Yeah. Th- this seems like a terrible <laughs> idea. Yeah, I, this always yeah. bothered me as a kid. I'm like, he's gonna chop off all of his toes. <laughs> Not to mention the carbon toes monoxide poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> How dirty that water was. <laughs> that water looked like it had been pulled from a river. <laughs> like the jets aren't the thing that makes the hot tub healthy. Nope. <laughs> Also, so important note oh, here, this is clearly a complete game by Eddie Harris because uh, uh, Harry Doyle just said Vaseline ball on the final pitch of the game. He did. He moves wow, to, good catch. He moves to increasingly gross substances as the season rolls on. Yep. <laughs> she came to a ball game. She must love me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, in, in fairness, the idea of him playing car to her place is I never oh, so excited when they were. Gonna... 
when they were going to bring those back last year, it was like a thing. And then like one guy <laughs> used it and then it just went away. Yeah. No, they said it was only for like one game. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, so we tried to figure out where this was. The building we figured out is 808 and 810. And we tried really hard to figure out where this was and had no success. Uh, I think Amy, Amy thinks uh, by Ogden, maybe. Oh, really? Uh, hmm. It looks a little like, like Yankee Hill to me. Okay, I can see Yankee Hill. Yeah, it looks a little like uh, like the Farewell Prospect area. That, that would be, uh, yeah, that would be right in my, my neighborhood. God. So would you have got <laughs> Like, you're getting pulled over in that thing. Regard- you couldn't keep up with her. You're on I-94. <laughs> well, given how bad the team is, it's not like the cop's just going to let you go. Absolutely not. You're, you're a crappy catcher for a bad team. Just saying, they didn't even get Giovanni Gallardo go. So again, this is the third instance of Jake Taylor breaking into a building. Yeah, another place where he can just walk right in, and it's like you're right in the house. Yep. Apparently. Like, I get that Wisconsin is Canada Junior, but we do lock <laughs> doors. <laughs> <laughs> There's some control. Just disturbing. Call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom Berger does have sort of a, a nasty aura about him, too, that he's, he's played movie uh villains i believe so he'd be like the russell brainian right he'd break into her house afterwards turn all her furniture oh, side down turn the right. maybe AC down to 40 maybe this is where russell oh, got the idea <laughs> god it, it ruins my memories of russell brainian so much yeah i'm like, so mad i know at that least, at least yeah. it's like not abuse it's just like weird abuse <laughs> like it's not physical abuse it's just like what the fuck? What, is it, what kind of artwork does she have in her place? That's weird. Oh, that looks like manga-y. Cool. <laughs> she into that octopus porn? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he very clearly was kind of sweaty after the game and then just came over here. She does. This is going to be a great idea. Hey, me. the bullpen cart's open. He could cool off. She does have books. Does he still so have good his... Job there. Uh, does yeah. he still have his... Uh, his shin guards on uh the working title he... he took them off like that was part yeah. of the scene right uh, the yeah. working title for uh major league was dead last they can't use that that's a horror movie like <laughs> <laughs> then the general trivia bob Uecker in six seasons with the milwaukee braves cardinals that are right and Braves. <laughs> <laughs> that's some sort of french art yeah okay and the world's skinniest grandfather clock yeah, like a corner grandfather clock like that. I've never seen anything like that. Oh, I am like five seconds behind. <laughs> cover to cover, babe. So when I actually read <laughs> Moby Dick in college... And Don't lie. Tweet, and they no, got you the, didn't did, read the entire thing. No one has. <laughs> ever. <laughs> I did. And when they got to the Queequeg's coffin, part, I'm like... No, oh, I get that joke. There you go. Quick Wigs Coffin! Quick Coffin! <laughs> it was nobody. It was Quick Wigs Coffin. <laughs> I mean, it's an awkward kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all oh. very problematic. I just heard the Quick Egg Coffin thing. There you go. Oh, you passed my literacy test. Good for you. 
<laughs> if if he got it wrong, what would she have done? I mean, would she have just kicked him out right then and there? <laughs> I, think she, I think she probably does. Yeah. I mean, he, he's caught dead in the lie there. I think that's over. Jake's Classics Illustrated saved him. Yeah, he, he can recover from the cheating, wait. but he still hasn't read Moby Dick. Then that's wait, game wait, wait, now guys. We, now we got to ask him about Song of Hiawatha. Did they just spoil that Queequeg dies? Spoilers for Moby Dick. God, it's only been out for like two hundred years. God damn. If if it's in public domain, I think we can. I think we can not worry about spoilers. Uh, posh front. What office. major league team has ever traveled via bus? <laughs> And the dog, the dog in Donovan's lap. Ooh, oh, deer slayer. <laughs> That's so the natural. Uh, oh. By the way, the natural's terrible. I mean, it's a great throw of a magazine, though. <laughs> yeah, my brother had never seen the natural until a couple weeks ago. He watched it and was like, this is kind of interesting at the start. And then he's like, oh, this is getting really, really bad really fast. Yep. Marlboro. Remember cigarette advertisements? Oh, man. I'm going to go from reading comics about classic novels to reading the Wall Street Journal because I'm Roger Dorn. <laughs> That's Roger in a nutshell. Crime and Punishment, very good. I bet that was a very good uh, graphic novel. Now but... I'm ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, they got a Bud adver- advertisement in the stadium. Good for them. Yeah. Hey, this, this is actually old Yankee Stadium, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, when this guy sneezes, he looks like a party favorite. So good. Lines. So good. So good. He's a convicted convicted felon, isn't he, Monty? Doesn't One of the players Gary Doyle mentions before the home run is, oh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's the line. Tomlinson's going to need a visa to catch this one. <laughs> Therefore, establishing that, they... that Tomlinson is the left fielder on this team. Yep. I love that they tape the visiting coach's name on the door (laughs) the masking tape oh man so good Lou's dressed up for New York good for him so they won't pay for anything but they'll buy his Indians blazer no, he had to he had to buy the patch in the team team store and iron it on. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, yeah, they're boning me, but I have such cardan team pride that I just gotta get it. <laughs> this is the team pride for Lucene. It's like everybody's good. I brought them along. We're gonna win it. We're smoking. Oh, the short sleeve button ups. We're smoking indoors. All over short sleeve button ups. <laughs> Love that blue green on his tie so nice uh, here's the part. This is the fanciest we've seen sheen here's the part <laughs> that doesn't show up on the edits for tv yep did they cut the whole thing no they just cut the last no they just cut it. away right as he rips off the last piece i think <laughs> after the uh the awesome 80s montage nice job with the bubble gum also pr- providing Ethan an alternative me? <laughs> By the way, Cannon very poor to Major League Two with Doran being a useful offensive player who's out for a big free agent contract. Um, <laughs> going to team owner the following season. <laughs> That's right. I forgot that. 
So when Euchre talks about friends until they date us. When Euchre talks about these, he talks about uh, the third one being really bad, but the first and second ones being good. It's like, eh, no, Bob, really, it's the first one. <laughs> Corbin Burnson is cousin of Rod Burnson, known as California's number one police news specialist at for Fox 11 News. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Corbin Burnson also had a cameo. So I just got to the reveal of the uh, stand-up. Wait, Corbin Burnson had a cameo on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, he How far played am I a behind you guys a lot. I don't know. He uh, he played a member of the Q. It was the episode where Q uh, got kicked out for, for uh, being an asshole, basically. <laughs> All right, I'm in the Corbin... ground ball scene now. That's awesome. Yeah, Cor- Corbin Burnson shows up at the end and uh, gives him his powers back. Waxing of a bat. Am I up? Caught up? <laughs> <laughs> no, they just took a piece off of. This oh, is my yeah, favorite part of Dorn training. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Uh, now they're tearing so pieces he? off. He's, he's becoming a... Yeah, you're about 10 seconds movie. back. By the way, Corbin Burns, pretty 80s ripped for just a random guy, you know? Like <laughs> They were probably all on steroids, Paul. Well, I mean, no, Sheen was, but not everybody was. <laughs> Eddie Harris wasn't, obviously. I've decided that I want this song from the montage in in some part of my life, like some big event, whether it's like, you know, a, a wedding reception or something like that. It's it's got to be. I agree with it's you. It's got to be so there in some some perfect. big event. I also, <laughs> yeah. I like all of the oh. plays they come up with for newspaper frames. Um, they're all great. Like yeah. especially the two yeah. people coming home at once with Hayes trailing. Have you guys made it to the that's commercial yet? Oh, that's not good. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. Um, so, have you gotten to the commercial? We're just about there, but not quite yet. Yeah, I think no, you're no. out. I'm going to pause at the end of the commercial. When you guys let me know when you get to the end of the commercial. <laughs> so, nice unibrow behind Taylor. The Dorn, the Dorn thing here is so good. That is such an inspired choice to do that. Stolen commercial? Yep, stolen yeah. commercial. And Doran's like, bad acting. Bad acting is perfect. Right, yeah. He, he did that perfectly and it's because he's going to be the guy after his career, done. He wants to be like an announcer, <laughs> yeah. right? Hit play. Hit play. Hey, John, we're John, getting a little echo on you, right? Yeah. yeah. Ah, the crossing leg clap. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where in Milwaukee this is. Oh, that's a good song. Oh, that's a good song. I'd like to say that people don't just wave at each other because they have similar baseball gear on, but it really is to real life. <laughs> so the name of the song is Pennant Fever. Hmm. Okay. Oh, gender at uh, third, fourth base. Ah, janitor. Making friends with people, finally. <laughs> now, at what point 
Would you have? It's just the box she is in. It's always the box I want to sit in in County State. <laughs> I love that you can see like, like no one else is there when they're filming that. Oh, here's the one with the with Hayes trailing so behind. Cool. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, also that's that's that headline. Uh, <laughs> and then the the announcer, the uh, yeah. Uh, no, this is good. It's all bad. <laughs> But it's totally 80s. Hell, even 90s. <laughs> That's just a great use of Photoshop for the 80s. Yeah, so here's Dorn's wife again, who looks like a completely different person. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And in the photo that's next to the the TV, so it's like a totally different person. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that line that the TV guy has. Did he forget what his line was and just kind of stretch it out to try to remember which team he was talking about? With the Yankees. I think so. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. <laughs> Still on the bus after all that time. Just what news broadcast has ever been at a team's hotel? I can I can see that being a thing that would have happened. Yeah. Like in this, it wasn't era. a private event. They clearly had several other people who were not team members there. Yeah. We should take this moment to praise Lou Brown for moving Vaughn uh, both out out of the rotation as a reliever, back and forth as he's needed. Very modern. <laughs> Once again, Lou Brown. A good manager would start him in center field. <laughs> oh, the good old days of the county stadium bleachers. <laughs> Remember when it didn't have a dome? I was at a game once there during a severe thunderstorm warning where... Remember when I couldn't walk around the entire stadium? (laughs) Remember when you could just actually interact with the (laughs) ballplayers? My first game at at, uh, County Stadium, it snowed on us. Oof. Yep. That sounds about right. Yeah. It's great. Well, what was that? July? (laughs) My first game at... County Stadium. I just watched Bernie and waited for the balloons to come out. Oh, she's gone. Why are you in there? She's gone. Vacated apartment of some sort. Even the landlord doesn't care if you go in there. Like it's fine. People do it all the time. Like he should have walked in and like a bum walked out of the shower. <laughs> Just somebody sleeping on the floor in the middle of nowhere. What's going on here? Where'd right, she go? Praise, praise for Charlie Sheen's comic timing. The check G's line is pretty damn good. Yep. Yeah. Also, also nice work finding nice an empty finding bar empty where bar. a player's wife knows where to find you. Find you. Charlie Sheen was way ahead of us on Cougars. 
His apartment looks like a college dorm room. That's what you'd expect. Which, though. Yeah, that is totally interesting. This part, this part of the plot actually does not pay off very much. Like, not much happens because of it. I do just love her nonchalant. Oh, hey, Jake. <laughs> not to get into the technical stuff of it, but is there uh, anyone else getting an echo? Yeah, um, definitely. Oh, now it went away. Yeah. Yep, it seems to have stopped. Well. <laughs> Mention so now, it and again, it disappears. Sorry about She's the echo, a everybody. Completely different person. A completely different she person. She does. Here. Man, that was weird. So clearly, there's been some some issues brewing between her and Roger for a long time, right? That's part of the prequel. Yeah, <laughs> one of the many great stories. <laughs> All right, so we get to hear what J- what happened to Jake in the two years between stints with the Indians, All to find it. out what uh, set Suzanne against Roger. And then they're How, also uh, going into the sleepless in Seattle yeah. romance side of it. Where well, <laughs> is it is it a long-standing thing, or is it just when she sees him in the broadcast? Because she yeah, she seems surprised. Well, oh shoot, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we were having right. our, we were having our echo problems during that scene, so. But she does seem surprised and angry. I mean, maybe it's the last straw, but... Uh, yeah. It definitely was whatever broke the camel's back. So he's just getting that massage to get the oils on him for these pitches, right? Mm-hmm. That's how Eddie does it. <laughs> Serrano wearing a cross now, by the way. In a... Oh, yeah. Well, he was, he was wearing a cross for a while there. Oh, I was he? He had a cross on pretty early on. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did they ever find a game in Cleveland that had that many people? <laughs> Just don't speed up a helicopter shot. It's so uh, bouncy. So many people in headgear. It's so bad. Um, so well, it always bothered me that they didn't bother trying to actually get a overhead shot of County Stadium because yeah. clearly that is not the same stadium that they're playing it in. It's not. So, so I, Harris, I forgot that. Harris adopts Joe Boo. And yep. Serrano yep. is... And he's converted across. to... Voodoo? Right. Well, the <laughs> second one, isn't he, isn't he a Buddhist? Yes, he is. Also very sensitive. Oh. So I yep. one of my biggest life regrets is not actually going to do this because I have a lot of friends who did. Um, and who, they can all pick themselves out by stopping and pausing the VHS on it. My friend Jamie is in center field in a purple jacket at some point. But um, they, they filmed this when it was like 95 degrees out, and they got a ton of people to show up for it. So there's just a ton of Milwaukee here. I mean, it's like Woodstock. Everybody claims to have been there if they were of the right age. Um, yeah, I was there. I was one, but see, I was there. He was one, but he was there. <laughs> <laughs> my dad has told me he was there, but my dad is a chronic liar. Yeah. It's like the Eiffel. <laughs> And, and before we get to the super dramatic things, uh, we should mention that because of a big snowstorm in, I think it was 2007, the Indians actually played a home game at Miller Park with its dome there. And uh, Ryan, you went, right? I was at a couple of those games, yeah. yeah. Um, how, how was the atmosphere, even though nobody had a rooting interest? 
Um, I mean, it was weird. People were actually cheering for the Indians because they were the home team and people felt like some sort of obligation to do it. So there was some of that there. But it was snowing here, too, at the same time. So, like, <laughs> I remember driving through a snowstorm to get there. We only lived, like, just, like, less than a mile and a half away. And it was still a huge pain to get down there. So, yeah. All right. I think the big thing I remember from those games is there were a ton of very, very complicated waves. That's true. The <laughs> Indians were blown away by the waves. Um, there's a lot of stories written about it after they did. They did the University of Wisconsin you know, slow motion, fast motion waves. I was say it was basically the, the Camp Randall wave. Right? It was the Camp Randall wave, and uh, okay. everybody wrote about it. Um, j- just for posterity, um, the I- Indians closer that year was Joe Borowski, and he got the wild thing play in. Um, he led the American League in saves with 45, despite a 5.14 ERA on the season. Which tells you all you need to know about closers. Oh, poor Eddie. <laughs> Doug Melvin always said, like, you can find any closer who will get you 35 saves. Yeah. It's about if you can get someone to 45. And that just proves, Doug, you were a little short on that statement. By the way, we, we missed it during Echo Time, but at one point you could have called one of Eddie's pitches a KY ball, which is one of the secret dirtiest jokes in the whole movie. So, um... I don't get it. Yeah, What's was... KY? <laughs> exactly. Google it. <laughs> oh, poor Jake, grabbing his knee. Well, and we we also missed a very uh, cringeworthy uh, euchre comment there. Oh, did that we? home run off the reservation? Yep. Oh, so bad. He says it a few times in the movie. Not a good home run call. <laughs> All right. So, so is this where we start talking about the batting? Oh, order? we should do it. Yep. Because by the way, it's going to run out of time. All right. So, so we've established that Taylor comes up before Dorn. Dorn yep. singles. We're we're in the bottom of the seventh here. So the batting so order you get is Taylor, Taylor Dorn, and then Serrano, Serrano comes up. And and by the way, just so everybody knows, Ben Lindbergh of Effectively Wild and The Ringer wrote a piece dissecting this in great detail that you can read. Um, when I post this podcast, I'll post it in the show notes. But um, text to his great credit when I mentioned it could explain it spontaneously without having read the article. <laughs> so so the reason for that is I, I have a tradition uh, where I watch this movie every year during the first week of baseball season. Um, and and I actually have not done it the last two years for whatever reason in 2018. Uh, I, I was busy and I just never got around to doing it and so I didn't watch it. And then the Brewers obviously you know, made the NLCS in 2018. So last year I decided to skip it again just for um, for superstition's sake, and and they made the playoffs again. So, um, but but one year, a couple of years ago, um, I had it loaded onto a tablet and I was watching it on a plane, and it started to really bother me. And I was, you know, I had a couple hours to kill, and I'm thinking, I I, I can't. I want to figure out what the batting order looks like for the Indians in this game. (laughs) So I started going through it. I'm like, okay, well, we got Hayes leading off. Taylor's batting second. We'll figure that out coming up. Dorn's third. Serrano's fourth. And then I'm I'm working through it from the seventh to the eighth. And I think like, shit, there's, we're missing an out. Like there's not enough outs there to, for, for, for Hayes to come come up up with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. If, uh, if Serrano hits this home run with two outs in the bottom of the seventh. Yep. And that is correct. They do. Lou Brown does skip a person in the order to get his leadoff guy up, which 
you know, good good for him. Nice work. Um, Just saying, in the eighties, for a guy to carry his bat around <laughs> and watch a home run for as long as he did, he would be plunked so many times. By the way, um, to get the shot of him hitting the home run, um, Haysbert hit a home run. Um, it, oh. It's it's a he he was actually a, a pretty yep. good hitter for an actor, and he actually did hit one out of the like he had a legit home run on that camera capture. Um, wow. down the left field line. So, um, that's why everybody is actually going crazy when they film a lot of the camera scene, or the crowd scenes for it. Anyway, if you read Ben Lindbergh's piece, it, it, he writes it in the style of actually evaluating it as a strategic move, which makes it even better. So, and Craig, <laughs> like he, he rips on LeBron for old school tactics, but then it's like, but the old man had a few tricks up his sleeve and he got away with skipping a guy in the order and, uh, oh poor Eddie working on a seven hitter and by the way since I mentioned <laughs> I mentioned the Indians first baseman earlier um, he's only shown in one shot with his name facing the camera and it's a clip shot of an actual game with Terry Francona so um, canonically the Indians first baseman is Terry Francona <laughs> wow <laughs> Yep. former brewer Terry Francona indeed also jerry augustine is on the yankees in this game i think he might be the starting pitcher but i can't tell because i'm bad with faces but he's the other brewer uh, among uh along with vukovic who's actually on the yankees in this game uh this is such a good manager pitcher interaction i can get one more no, no you can't go away <laughs> You're obviously very old and out of Vegasil. Go away. Now, kiss <laughs> so much chess here coming out of that jersey. <laughs> how old is? How old do you think Harris is supposed to be? Like, 30... like forty-five, which is like not supposed to be <laughs> pitching even at the game still. Isn't he basically supposed to be Gaylord Perry? Like, isn't that the, the well, gag? I mean, Gaylord's with all the junk, yeah, and... yeah. Uh, well, he was he played in Cleveland for a long time too, didn't he? Do you think they Are actually they, oh, bought concessions? He did, yes. Um, I don't think I don't know that. Um, by the way, just real quick, my show notes battery crashed, but uh, this song was made famous by the Trogs. Um, it was recorded in 1966, and it was number one for a while. This version is by X. Um, so. Just so everybody knows, that's this wild thing. This, of course, is from an era when all pop songs... There's quad graphics, by the way. Um, when all yep. pop songs sounded exactly the same, Wild Thing is basically Louie Louie, which is basically a hundred other songs. So, But, you know, good good entrance song. Nice you know done. what? 80s music sucks. <laughs> well, this isn't 80s music. This is 60s music. I know it's 60s music, but I'm just saying 80s music sucks. By the way, did Closers have entrance music before this? That's a good question. I think the early huh. music. I I thought Raleigh Fingers did have entrance music. Well, everybody has uh, music they walked into, but was it like a thing for the pitcher to have? You know, did did, did the people have a theme song? The first one I know of is Trevor Hoffman with yeah, Hell's Bells. With Hell's and Bells Mariano and Mariano with Ender uh, Sandman. Sandman. Yeah, yeah. And that was after this. So did this start it? I don't think Eckersley had one, did he? If he did, I don't know what it was. I couldn't say. I don't remember that. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that Hoffman made it a thing. Like that was 
Well, I'm pretty sure Charlie Sheen made it. (laughs) I'm Googling it. All right. How Sparky Lyle launched the tradition of closer entrance music. Sparky Lyle. Wow. That's old school. I mean, it couldn't have been much of a tradition. Eight years before Hell's Bells, 20 years before Enter Sandman. Nineteen seventy-two. All right. Mm-hmm. Very tense. And I mean, Charlie Sheen would have kicked his ass. We we all agree, right? Like that. If this had come to blows, Charlie. Well, Sheen he's, on he's, on he's on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's much younger. He would have won. Yes. Yeah, uh, this is not a Nolan Ryan beating the shit out of Robin Ventura situation. Uh, no, it is not. You imagine today with all the HD cameras on there reading everybody's lips, nobody bothering to put a glove up. I just love that. Clue Haywood. Like, Nolan Ryan beating Robin Ventura up is still my favorite thing in the world just because of how quickly he gets him in a headlock. Robin yeah, Ventura Sam, Miller just wrote, Sam Miller just wrote about that and was like, yeah, basically Robin Ventura throws his head into. He Nolan does. Ryan. It's weird. Like, <laughs> Like, like Robin Ventura is going for this like weird tackle, head in a headlock, punch, 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 punch till everyone else gets there. Good movement on that fastball. By the way, did anybody ever own an Omega watch? I might have. Wow, really? Okay, I never met anybody who did, and you know, they were the the clock on County Stadium forever. I mean, I've seen them. I just haven't owned one. <laughs> so he, he calls for the fastball every time, but Sheen also varies where he's throwing it pretty well. Like first one's down away, second one's high and tight. Like this is a good bit yeah, of pitching. Freddie Peralta him. would be proud. This is a total Freddie Peralta all fastball performance. You're right about that. Give him the heater. All right, time to tap all those steroids. <laughs> is Taylor standing up a little bit? Like modern catchers do. My uh, X-ray trivia is Bob Uecker is a WWE Hall of Famer. That's true. <laughs> getting choked by Andre the Giant. That's... And the President of the United States. <laughs> he in there too? What a terrible pitch. Haywood, bad job by you. But at least he looks like a pitcher, unlike just about. He does. Well, unlike Harris. Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The rest Nobody of the pictures in this movie aren't that bad, but yeah. Harris. I've seen him as bad as Tim Robbins in Full <laughs> No catcher and pitcher ever celebrate in tandem. They all celebrate separately. <laughs> so now we get one of our interest, most interesting, um, outside of the lineup, one of our most interesting stat um, snapshots other than that, which is Duke Simpson's line, uh, which we're going to get in just a second here. This mm-hmm. almost home run. Ah, oh, so close. Prompts going to the, to the Duke, the closer for the Yankees. Who is 11-1 and one on the season. For some reason. <laughs> With I mean, it was the 80s, it was a different era. This is, this is not, this is at the beginning of the Eckersley and La Russa bullpen era. So, like, most people are still operating more 
Raleigh Fingers bullpen era, sure. as opposed to the Eckersley bullpen model. That's true, but that's a lot. He, of he did have 118 innings pitch too, so that's just a lot of yeah, opportunities like to win. 55. This is also the 80s where starting pitchers won most of the games, and you get your middle guys who win games, but they usually like you know seven and two or 11. challenge it. 11's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i feel like on that shot of of hayes down the line you can really see what you're talking about earlier about wesley snipes not, not being a very good athlete <laughs> i feel like on the cmj cv4 yeah and I, i'm sorry that my show notes did run out of batteries but duke simpson is also a major league player i just can't remember who <laughs> uh willie miller thank you willie miller <laughs> General trivia. Bob Euchre, his last name is pronounced Euchre. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> God damn it, Amazon. <laughs> you had someone write that. Very interesting. He's like putting on, like when he's getting ready to steal, he's like putting on, yep. is it new gloves or he took his gloves off and put them back on? You're like, you know, a lot of guys just take the gloves off to yeah. run. Oh, yeah, earlier he establishes that he has his like stolen base gloves. He pins them up when he steals a base. Yeah, he's also like batting. So he takes them off when he bats and then Yeah. It's just weird. Yep, he has his batting gloves oh, and he's got right batting. Now. It's like now one? how they have the don't jam your finger glove. Yeah, has anybody ever just worn a base stealing glove? Uh Willie Mays Ace. <laughs> That's yes. <it>. canonical. <laughs> he started it. It sounds like something Ricky Henderson would do, but I don't think he did. I don't think he did. It does sound like a Ricky Henderson thing. Yeah, it would be. If anybody. And the hat underneath the batting helmet. So great. Also, he he doesn't look like he's that safe on this. It's like, just poor execution of the hit and run. I don't think Willie's that Oh, guy. no, that throw should have beat him. Yeah. That's, just, that's a terrible tag. Yeah. I feel like they should have done that shot again and gotten a... <laughs> no Javier Baez take there. <laughs> but w one thing that we will quickly learn um, in just a minute here is that Willie's not good at sliding. Con Geary <laughs> is a New York Yankees player, and he appears in the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, one of the problems with Rachel Phelps in this movie is at some point when it looks like they're going to make it, like you got to shift gears and just you know rake in cash from playoffs and sign ads up and things like that. Like, you can tank again in a few years, but it's the, the ship has sailed. Stop rooting against them. <laughs> so I actually have a whole thing about that. There was an alternate ending to this movie. The actual oh, yeah. original. We should mention that. Thing. Yep. Yep. She Which was is supposedly actually putting together a good team and trying to inspire them to be good. That Which was... is funny because it all starts with an individual meeting. No one else attends or says she how many guys bat with no ear flap, even in the 80s? <laughs> oh, that's weird. Maybe maybe John Olerud took his. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that is weird. You should have an ear flap on your batting helmet. Where did he even get that batting helmet? <laughs> it's I, like pity, I pity anyone helmet. who doesn't get the Olerud joke, though. Did he get it from Craig McTavish? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> the backward catcher helmet, and he's like, put it on forward, like he has no idea what he's ever. And then he he pisses off the pitcher just so he'll go right at his open ear. 
I like the calling a shot. It probably gets the third baseman to play back. It's strategically also valuable. that that Cleveland sign. Um, did somebody just forget that how to how to write an uppercase L? Janitor, janitor, <laughs> third at, the, at fourth base. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this place along so with random eighties punks. Yep. Yeah, you gotta establish a timeline for this. That bar is amazing. Yep. I want to go there. <laughs> Which I guess I can. I think that one's still open. Yep. Just be careful what you order. It's going to be expensive, and you realize it when you they don't it. post prices. So he gets a great jump. Like I, I feel like this, this play, is a terrible bunt. It's a bad bunt. Um, but he was oh. playing. He was playing back, and I do feel like he was playing back enough that he might have beaten it. Hayes got a did get a good jump. I, I want to see this play with like with a super fast guy on second sometime with like Billy Hamilton or Terrence Gore to see if it's it actually okay. can be can happen. He's got his leg kick all the way up before he turns though. I mean, it's not amazing. It's pretty good though. Good job by Taylor beating it out. Yeah. A little overly dramatic on falling down. <laughs> Here's where you get you, you see Vuk Vuk's in arm. his very classic pitching motion. Yep. So here's the worst slide nice, ever. Nice soft toss Just in. Terrible slide. Oh yeah. Because like if he goes in lead foot first, he's safe by a ton. Yep. Like why would you do that? Yeah, you stayed away. Because it's not dramatic. Strictly <laughs> because like, it's not dramatic. I feel like Wesley Snipes was like happy that he did that much of a split and wanted to like leave <laughs> that in as an example that he wasn't totally unathletic. Nope. But cheering in the press box is apparently not a rule in the major league first. <laughs> I got the Indians dress on. So here's the, the here's the janitor. 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 Yep. Hugging. I don't like punk people. Oh, wait, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I like that the the secret other arc of the movie is the janitor of overcoming his biases and hugging punks. <laughs> part of the, part of the prequel can be him being wrong. Yeah, part by of the prequel punk. is why he hates punks. <laughs> exactly. Oh, there's. I miss fans celebrating on the field. I forgot I mean, about I'm happy it doesn't happen. Yeah, you get a little bit of a a little bit of impact from the yeah. uh, the whole thing, but that's about it. I remember in 1982 when I ran on the field. Nobody stormed the field in her section. Good thing. <laughs> that one giant guy in the the grave. <laughs> She's really just yeah. showing off her very long fingers. Also, just want to point out there is a beer vendor behind her still selling beer in the ninth inning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, he beer. just came back to watch the game. He never reported <laughs> back in. <laughs> he has a full tray. He's clearly selling beer. <laughs> Really not. So, so my aunt was uh, one of I the... love how they all run to celebrate with him and his girl. Like, yeah, help pick her up. <laughs> and he got the girl. We won, and he got the girl. <laughs> so, my aunt was one of the Bloody Mary vendors at Miller Park for several years. So, that was always fun. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, down on so the good. left field line. Yeah. <laughs> Margaret Whitten got fourth billing. Ahead of Lou Brown. Wow, that's and, amazing. Uh, Russo. She was never. Wesley Snipes, Rene Russo, yep. Haysbert. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, Pepperly and Urbano. Ah, so good. So that's Major League, everybody. Thanks there's, Neil, there's Neil Flynn. Neil Flynn, the janitor. Oh, yep. Longshoreman. I suppose that's what he was. Yeah, Longshoreman indeed. 
Bodybuilding assistant. Anyway, remember baseball. Ted Noose, that's a good one. All right. Now we're down to the other people. Um, <laughs> so it it is a good baseball movie. It tries to have people look correct and sound correct and um, you know it's still my favorite baseball movie strictly because it's actually like it's not about like someone's personal growth it's not about like a love arc that yeah. is turns around baseball it's not about it field the dreams it's just awful <laughs> i've always talked about whether we should hate watch that one i know some people love it and more power to you if you do <laughs> i think that movie is garbage and i would i would actually... maybe i hate it because i grew up without a dad and like I don't get it. <laughs> I I did have a dad, and I think that might make it worse in some ways. <laughs> um, I also grew up, yeah. I also grew up watching black people play baseball, and that probably makes it even worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't you guys remember when it was segregated? Let's make a cornfield about it. The worst part, the worst part of it is one of the best things Craig Kilcatera has done is uh, written his review about why that movie is fucking. I I agree with Craig on that completely. Like, um, it's it's they made they even it wouldn't be as bad except they reference that they keep Ty Cobb out for being a jerk, but but they don't include (laughs) any Negro League players at all. (laughs) Like, ah, jeez. Don't do that. that Racism's still fine. You just can't be mean. <laughs> that's what the movie teaches you. That's what it's trying to. That's what it's going for. Uh, so so the movie is anyway, this, this is not about Field of Dreams, which is yeah, this um, is about this... a movie about baseball that's actually about baseball. Yes, and, and, and about Bob Uecker drinking, and Bob Uecker, and about Bob Uecker, <laughs> Bob Uecker being phenomenal. So. like all the big guys are phenomenal. Like Uecker's great as you would expect him to be, but like. Serrano, even for being kind of a typecast, not great character, is funny and good in it. Um, he gives a good performance. He right? does. Haysburg yep. plays yeah. it really well. Um, well, yep. and I think like Sheen not having an overall high leading performance in this is what makes him enjoyable. Yeah, he's like a background yeah. lead. Yeah. It's weird. It's more about like you're just rooting for this guy not to be awful because he does have amazing talent. But like you don't really know his character. Yeah. You don't really know. And we did rip on Snipes' athleticism, but Snipes is also very good in the movie too. He's <laughs> he pulls a good performance as a guy who just walked onto a baseball yeah. team. Right. It's the ultimate uh, like oh, culmination. There's Jerry Augustine. He's listed under the Yankees. Yeah, he's so in the Yankees. Yeah, I know he's in the Yankees. So I I think and we have to edit that meme. I think he's the starter for them <laughs> in the playoff game. I I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think he is. It looks enough like the Saint Augie picture. I just like it's we got truly Dan about Dan playing Dan baseball with underdogs. Is that Bob Hoskins <laughs> under the umpires? Is that actual Bob Hoskins? Like Oscar winning Bob Hoskins? Guy who played Mario with John Leguizamo? I gotta look that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, the guy who played Mario was John Leguizamo? No, he played Luigi. Oh. Bob Hoskins was Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. knew I knew that John Leguizamo played Luigi Mario. Okay, but he. W- I just thought that uh, John Leguizamo, the way you said it, had played a guy named Mario in this movie. <laughs> <And I was> <laughs> <laughs> really confused. 
it, that's not as confusing as anything about the Super Mario Brothers movie that I was referencing. So. All about- right, so the next watch is Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <sighs> all right, well, that's all the credits. So, <laughs> all right, thanks for thanks to everybody for watching uh, with us. Much appreciated, and uh, we'll post this as a podcast soon. Thanks to the guys for joining me too, and uh, we'll. Uh, see you next time we do a live watch or podcast or anything like this. Cleveland. Welcome to New Cleveland Town, everyone. No river fires for over 50 years. Our hearts are swelling with pride and plus corned beef. We all wear t-shirts to prove we like living here. This building's no longer haunted by sadness. We win a title about every century. We now have more breweries than citizens. We put up signs to remind us where we live. We added bars and we legalized gambling. Now we're like Vegas but cold 10 months a year. Welcome to Cleveland, you may Major League All-Stars Spend all your money and have fun while you're here It could be worse, you could be in Detroit Still a Detroit